he's always mistakenly British. Tea crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Mark Stein. The one, the only, America's totally undocumented anchorman, who's probably one of these days going to re-sneak in through that border at Mexico <laughs> just to show us that he can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm willing to do that. That, uh, that was a, uh, a lovely tribute you did to uh, Harry Belafonte there, uh, I, I thought, James, uh, and absolutely right. And uh, I didn't care for... You know, a lot of the things he said in recent years about uh, Condi Rice and Colin Powell and, and so forth. But, you know, on a day like this, all that gets set aside and what lives on are uh, some really, you know, terrific. Like I, I, at Christmas time, his uh, version of I Heard the Bells on Christmas, that's one of the greatest Christmas records ever made. His recording of Scarlet Ribbons, that's a fantastic record, and that's forever, and uh, snippy cracks about Condi Rice are, uh, are forgotten and interred, and the great stuff lives on. Well, Mark, thank you. You know, Speaking about things that have been interred, uh, tonight with Tucker Carlson at Fox has been yeah. interred. Don Lemon and Poppy and whoever else the other one was, well, that's gone by the wayside. The uh, CEO of N NBC Universal or whatever it is over there, uh, Universal NBC, whatever, he's gone over an affair that ended two years ago. Today, yeah. Nate Silver is gone. Well, yeah. he's gone out of ABC. Bloody Sunday, bloody Monday, and bloody Tuesday. What in the world is going on? Well, in our media. Well, when they, the Don Lemon, after uh, Fox announced that Tucker was out, and then 10 minutes later, Don Lemon said, oh, by the way, I'm out too. I thought it was a bit like when uh, Aldous Huxley, the great uh, novelist of Brave New World, had the misfortune to die on the same day as President Kennedy. And obviously, you know, JFK made all the front pages, and at the foot of page 73, uh, there was a small thing saying, uh, you know, Aldous Huxley died. But in fact, the ridiculous American media treated these events as equivalent. Don Lemon is, you know, nothing. He's a low-rated CNN anchor everybody had forgotten about. I, when I used to guest host for Tucker uh, and for Sean at uh, Fox, and I'd be up against, I'm like some dilettante Canadian guest host, and I could crush Don Lemon like a bug, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So the idea that these two things are part of a trend or are connected, I thought was ridiculous. You know, I, I, love, I love the endless speculation on this. There's only one guy who knows why Tucker is gone. He's not in New York. He's not in America. He's sitting in his garden in Oxfordshire right now, and that's Rupert Murdoch. And the only other input Rupert will have had from that will have been from his son, Lachlan, who's in the suburbs of Sydney. 
And they're the only two people who uh, decided that this had to happen and why it had to happen. And all the rest is uh, all, all the rest is just rubbish and empty speculation. Rupert has his reasons and uh, and what they are will one day emerge. But but a lot of the stuff that's floating around about why Tucker's gone is completely ridiculous. Well, what do you think about his future? Now, I tend to think that someone with Tucker Carlson's appeal will not have a hard time re-emerging in a media platform, and, and and it could be very well be a media platform of his choosing. Yeah, I think I think that's true, but I don't think um, it will be on uh, another network. You know, right. I think I think Tucker. Tucker's journey, and it hasn't just been in the years since he's been doing this show, uh, you know, the last six or seven years. I think it actually started on when he was the host at Fox and Friends Weekend. I remember actually being on with him once. Uh, there'd been some uh, jihadist attack somewhere, and he was so much more powerful on the subject than I'd expected uh, given his past, he's been on a he's been on a journey, and the things he wants to say you can't really say if you're at a CNN or if you're at an NBC or an ABC. And Megan Megan Kelly, uh, who's been through this herself to a certain degree, uh, you know, Megan and I were uh, on her show together a, a few weeks back, and we sort of agreed that at a certain point. Uh, the things you want to say, it's not possible to say as part of a Fox or an NBC or a CNN. And that's the stage Tucker's at. So whatever he's going to be doing, he's going to be doing as Tucker Carlson rather than as, you know, a uh, an, an, uh, an employee of some conventional network. Do you ever think we'll get back to a day when people will be judge without the kind of ferocity. I mean, I've read report. you know, you read some of these leftist organiza organizations and the, the first thing out of their mouth, oh, white supremacist and yeah. racist and the usual crap. Of course, no one can ever give any examples. The only thing close to an example that I read of supposedly his racism, racism is that he called Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization. Outside of that, I see the charge, and I see the charge by editorial boards. Um, that are writing some op-eds. And these people ought to know better than to just hurl around these names without providing any sort of documented proof of that, that, that this person that they're accusing is guilty of these things. But we have now slid into a place in American media where even the editorial boards of some very powerful newspapers no longer can restrain themselves from, yeah. from just an ideological attack on anyone. Yeah, I think that's true. If you read what uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post have had to say about Tucker's departure, I'll, I'll, I will say this because he's a kind of uh, neighbor of mine in that uh, I'm, I'm in New Hampshire and he's on the New Hampshire side of Maine a lot of the time for half the year. And uh, and when we uh, get together in uh, northern New England, the, 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 we talk about the things we see here. In other words, we talk about once functioning small towns that now no longer function. 
uh, where a guy who's worked all his life, his daughter has no job opportunities except the night shift at the quickie crap, uh, and the the son has no opportunities except to be a small-time heroin or meth dealer, which is marginally more interesting than doing the night shift at the quickie crap. Functioning communities that no longer function. But because they're out of sight of the metropolitan elites, uh, these millions and millions of people are completely forgotten. They're never talked about. It's not like Dylan Mulvaney. You know, that's exciting. Oh, look, here's, here's, here's a guy who wants to be a girl. Let's sign her up and have her advertising uh, makeup and uh, beer and all the other things. These, and, uh, these are millions and millions of people, and they're completely forgotten and they're betrayed and abandoned. And simply because Tucker, and, and it's it accelerated during the COVID years when uh, he wasn't doing his show from Washington or New York. He was doing it, uh, as I said, half the year from rural Maine, a place not so very different from where I am in New Hampshire. And uh, and that's who he lives among. And so this idea that he's some kind of racist, he's some kind of white supremacist, he's not. He He actually started talking. Uh, instead of you have a left that wants to talk about transgender bathrooms and then you have like the Lindsey Graham right that wants to put boots on the ground in countries nobody's ever heard of, uh, you know, culminating yeah. in the stupid thing where Lindsey Graham was demanding we put after some terror attack that we put boots on the ground. I think it was in Chad or Mali. And it turned out, of course, we already had boots on the ground in Chad and Mali because there's 200, <laughs> con- there's 200 countries and Lindsey Lindsey Graham's managed to put boots on the ground in 197 of them. Uh, and, and in between the transgender bathrooms and Lindsey Graham's boots on the ground are all the real issues of concern to actual American lives that, that just don't get talked about. And that's what Tucker did on his show, and that's what people are going to miss. The presidential debates, Mark, are coming up. Donald Trump today is questioning why he should participate. These debates were apparently uh, announced without anyone talking to him. One of them is supposed to be at the uh, Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in California, and Trump notes that uh, Fred Ryan, who is a publisher at the Washington Post, is chairman of the Board of Trustees there. And he's like, well, no one asked me. I I think I would love to see all of this business, not just with the debates, but the presidential debates, I would like to see all this blown up. Why should we publicly? I would. I, I would love to see debates where the leading candidate just doesn't bother. And why should they? We see the same thing year after year, and we often wonder, why do Republicans continue to get sucked down this rabbit hole where they're sitting across a bunch of liberals right. or a bunch of Republican rhinos that hate their guts if they're conservatives? where they try to lay landmine after landmine, where they try to trap them. And meanwhile, they are actively working to elevate the liberal candidate. Why play in a rigged game? And, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, well, I, I absolutely agree with that. This presidential debate commission 
is uh, is, is an outrage. And you always end up with somebody like Bob Schieffer or Candy Crowley or whoever it is uh, that everyone is agreed on is a great uh, respected figure uh, and completely nonpartisan. And every issue, just to go back to what we were talking about, Tucker, every issue is framed, whether it's climate change or COVID or whatever, is framed from the left's perspective so that the uh, the, the Republican candidates are supposed to spend two hours playing on the left's terms. That's the one stupid thing. Then the other stupid thing is these aren't real debates. I've never, ever seen anything except these American presidential debates where the first 15 minutes is the moderator explaining the stupid... Well, under the rules agreed by the two sides, uh, each party will have time for a 90-second pre-rebuttal to the opening statement of the other party, which will last 45 seconds, at which which point will then will then be permitted to have a follow up uh, of lasting twenty three point two seconds? That's not a debate. Why don't if why don't you just have uh, you know if it's going to be Trump and Biden or whoever it's going to be? Why don't you just let them have at it and may the best man win? But this stilted format and the and the uh, focus on left-wing issues framed on left-wing terms is a complete waste of time and particularly this year if trump's talking about pulling out of the primary debates i mean it's a really diminished field nikki haley uh asa hutchinson uh and then uh vivek ramaswamy uh you know i don't i don't i i was mocking don lemon's ratings but i tell you don <laughs> lemon don lemon juggling plates would beat that debate <laughs> well you know don't forget we may have chris christie and because he's now parading himself as the only viable alternative to donald trump <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm. Sta- As I said, I'm. You know, I've. I've been in New Hampshire for God knows how many primary uh, cycles now, and I cannot recall a time. And and I hate primary season, to be honest, in New Hampshire because you you think, oh, I better stop at the uh, general store, gas up, get a coffee and a paper or whatever. And you go in there, and there's some guy who's at naught point oh three. Seven two percent in the polls. <laughs> <laughs> There's people you haven't heard of for yeah. You thought I thought. Wait a minute. I I I thought he George Pataki is he still? I thought he'd retired to the Bahamas. And uh, so there's. Guys like George Pataki and Lindsey Graham hanging around in the general store. There's nothing like that this time. It's the weirdest cycle. And there's only, as I said, there's only Asa Hutchinson, Nikki Haley. Uh, and Vivek Ramaswamy, and I just don't, this is such, you know, you have to be, Rudy Giuliani could tell you, you've got to be very careful when you get too complacent about early primary states. Um, but it is a very weird cycle this time. Well, I know what we should do. We should go on a cruise and just forget it all for a few weeks, Mark. How's that? Just, <laughs> Absolutely. Just- Absolutely. Just, you know, and we won't get canceled. We'll just be sailing the high seas. Where do you suggest we go? Well, I think we should start in Italy, James, and sail down the beautiful Adriatic and put in at Croatia and Montenegro 
and the Greek islands. And if it all works out, we may be in time. I don't even know whether they have primaries in Montenegro. But if they do, <laughs> I, I tell you something, uh, I bet the Montenegro primary is more fun than the Iowa caucuses. So we might just be in time for that on, on the Mark Stein cruise with you and me on the high seas. And where do people go to find out and hang out with us in July? You know, July is coming rapidly. Yeah, Folks, no, no. Stop. No. Don't sit on your hands with this. No. Make no, your decision to go right. and go and come on with us. You don't want to do go. You don't want to leave it too late and uh, be stuck back in America in time for Chris Christie's presidential announcement and having to sit through that speech. Uh, so if you go to MarksteinCruise.com, we'll be sailing in July. There'll be you and me and Michelle Buckman and all kinds of other people. We're going to have a week of fun on the high seas. Mark Stein, my friend, so good to hear your voice. Thank you so much. And Thanks we a will lot, James. Check in with you next week. Thank you, Mark. Yep. Bye. Bye.